Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything, and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Welcome back to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. I'm Quinn Eaton. This is DJ Pig. And uh, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. Here is some noteworthy news. So, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but Joe Biden is considering running for the 2020 presidency. Now, I remember back in 2016, everybody wanted him to run for president. And he did not. And a lot of people would probably be happy if he would have ran for president, because who knows what would have happened. Well, in hindsight. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I'm a, I'm a Joe Biden fan. Joe Biden seems like a cold dude. I mean, honestly, while he was in office... I don't know that I ever actually heard his name <clears throat> mentioned along with anything political. Right. Now, that's given I don't he necessarily... Kinda, he's kind of made into a joke. Right, right. He he was in more memes than political headlines, I believe. Uh, he, he said in, a, in an interview that he isn't actually planning on a presidential run, but he's he's definitely not avoiding it or ruling it out. So Right. Uh, he, he said, uh, this is a direct quote from Joe Biden, I'm, and then he pauses and he says... Thank God right now, in awful good health. But I don't know what the things are going to be two years from now. So, I don't know. He's he's definitely kind of optimistic, and I think he'll probably look to, look to it. But he will be, uh, he's 75 years old right now, so that makes him four years older than uh, President Donald Trump. So Right. I, I believe I read also he's got a book coming out, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not sure how much that plays a role in him keeping his... Um, options for a president a pres- presidency campaign open but i my first thought was maybe he is using his like hey i'm not closing the door and running for the president yeah. as something maybe to boost his book sale yeah boost the book sale i'm sure that that probably has something to do with it he did he pointed to his age as a reason for his uncertainty because of course once you get up there you know, right it's not, yeah no not as easy but and then also he's whenever he said he's in awful good health have you ever understood that that phrase awful good well, it's a, it's a, what is it, ox, oxymoron? I thought Billy Mays was an oxymoron. Or two, th- <laughs> where you've got two words that really mean opposite things kind of put together. Awfully good. Awfully good. Uh, and I love, I love me some Jesus and people say God awful. And I just, I hate that term. Yeah, it doesn't make doesn't sense, make sense, does it? Because God's, God's the greatest. <laughs> he really is. Religion, we're a religious podcast. Oh guys. yeah, for sure. We ain't hiding it. So, anyways, uh, moving on to the next one. Unless you have anything to do, you no, have anything no, to no, add about Joe Biden, no. uh, Garth Brooks is being slammed for lip singing, lip syncing at the CMAs. This is great too because he's like one of the most beloved country yeah. artists for like the past twenty to twenty five years. Did you watch the the show? I I did not. I did not get a chance to watch it. I my family and I used to watch it and sit down and watch all the music award shows every year. But we've kind of gotten out of it. I think that they did watch it this year, but I was uh, busy doing something. Well, he was named he was named CMA's Entertainer of the Year for the for a record sixth time. But he is he's uh, catching a lot of flack from uh, you know all kinds of people because he, he lip sing his song uh, his single "Ask Me How I Know," which I have, if in my opinion is a terrible song. Most of his new <laughs> stuff <laughs> and most of his new stuff, in my opinion, is not great. But he does have a lot of really good songs. I'm not the biggest country music guy, but I definitely think that, you know, once you, once you're 
up there and you know you're performing for people i, I right. think you should probably sing your songs right i don't, I don't see the right. point in lip singing and and all that but right no i i guess from you don't want to go out there and sound bad if he had something wrong or if he was feeling under the weather then in that situation in that type of uh show you can't just bail out but at the same time well, he said he, he apparently explained uh backstage a, i guess after the performance that uh, he's been touring heavily and that's why he opted not to perform uh live and i guess that's kind of an excuse uh no that's not a, i don't i don't like that but though. maybe if you're torn heavily you really got your vocals warmed up and yeah yeah you think so out of the park i don't know he man. said I'll, I'll go ahead and do my my best garth brooks impersonation <laughs> here uh but this is a direct quote he said yeah, we're in the middle of 12 shows in 10 days not 10 shows in 12 days 12 shows in 10 days <laughs> so that band and crew works harder than anybody the voice is just gone and so that was that was my impersonation of Garth Brooks. I don't know what Garth Brooks sounds like. <laughs> that wasn't bad. I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't think that was too bad at all. Well, that's great then. <laughs> that's that's all I have. No, man. Part of me wants to say no. I don't blame the guy for not wanting to go out there and sound bad because that's that would disappoint people. At the same time, uh, most of those country music fans are looking for authenticity. Which there's nothing worse than turning on some, like your favorite band that's supposed to be performing on a on a late night show or an award show like that and you hear them and you're like it just wow. doesn't mean ex- yeah yeah and there's it's a lot of there's a lot of artists that that are like that cuz you know you'll you'll turn it on and you say oh they have a great voice and then yeah. you're like oh some people there are very few people who I hear you you got fans that come from yeah. their concert and say they are just as good if not better mm-hmm. live uh, most most people are going to sound better through studio work which yeah. is understandable because that's the whole point. It, yeah. yeah. Have you been to any concerts where? I, I I'll be honest with you. I've only been to one concert. One concert. My entire life. Okay. It was an Eric Church concert. That's and, a pretty good concert. Yo, he 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 put on a really good show, and I would say he was probably just as good. Now, in live concerts, they change some stuff up. They don't do everything exactly how it is in the studio, mm-hmm. which sometimes is good. Sometimes you just want them to sing their songs. I've been to, let's see, I've been to, I'm a big U2 fan, so I've been to a couple of U2 concerts. Uh, I, and uh, One one Republic opened for U2, and uh, that guy... He's is, got a voice. He's, he's one, I, I literally, I've really listened to good. One Republic for, you know, I'm not a diehard One Republic fan, yeah. but I've listened to him. Of right. course, everybody has, because they grew up in the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... I don't know. He just like I got up there and I said his voice is better live than it is in studio. He's that, good. You don't you don't see that a lot. But anyways, I've been to a couple U two concerts. Uh, went and saw John Mayer. He was fantastic. Oh, I can't even imagine. Um, uh, way back went to a Jonas Brothers concert. Oh yeah. And I can't say that they were as good live as uh, yeah. Studio, but you know they were young. They were. <laughs> Rest in peace, Jonas Brothers. I guess. Yeah. We like sports and would like to tell you about them. All right, so now moving into sports, uh, something that I've noticed, you know, I get updates on my phone. This this player gets a, a triple double. Oh like, yeah. This person scored this many points and had this many rebounds, or you know, however many touchdowns they threw for. Right. And do you think that you know players are getting too wrapped up in stats? I think that they are. I think that maybe it's more of the media's fault than their own. Uh, you do have some big big egos out there that would be like that right. no matter what. But given that the updates we are getting are this pl- this person got a triple-double or this person threw for however many yards, I think that leads them to strive to 
try to which in in, gain bas- in basketball uh some people that come to mind russell westbrook of course he made a living off triple doubles last year oh uh, man historic historic year and he was named mvp uh and then some some lonzo ball everybody's expecting him to just go out and put up a triple double every night yeah no youngest player in league history to put up a triple double i guess i'll be honest with you i thought that that was one of the more disappointing triple doubles i mean they come I've out had, with a. have had multiple people tell me that i didn't i'm a lakers fan i didn't watch the game yeah i, I, I didn't wa- first... i didn't watch it either i did see the highlights of some of his stuff and it looked like he probably shot the ball well but yeah i think it was 19 points mm-hmm. uh 13 rebounds or 13 assists 11 rebounds. 11 rebounds yeah i got a notification about it yeah so right was, it, yeah don't we all <laughs> but uh, I, like i said it, it, he looked like he shot the ball all right but he they lost the game he did get dunked on by mm-hmm. that doesn't, Ante that doesn't show up in the stats does it no no they don't put that in the stat book got got dunked, dunked on. on three times yeah that doesn't count for the triple double stats, but <laughs> and then in football, I, I kind of see it too. Uh, you got uh, one name that comes to mind is Cam Newton. Yeah, uh, Russell oh, Wilson, sure. maybe just a little bit. I don't know if he cares as much about it, but he definitely puts up some numbers. Yeah, Deshaun Watson was putting up numbers like like we talked about. He last week. was now Deshaun Watson is a guy I think who was probably just going out and playing, and those numbers were just yeah. part of it. Uh, but Cam Newton for sure is thinking about those numbers. It, it wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he knew. How many yards he had thrown for by halftime in each game? Cam Newton's one of those guys that that really likes to put it out there that he's better than you. Oh, he like he he wants you to know it, and or at least wants you to think that he's better than you. Yeah, but I the thing is like a lot of people don't enjoy watching Cam Newton, but Cam Newton is one of my favorite players to watch, and I it's can... not just because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, I mean it makes sense. Uh, He's very talented, obviously, and probably one of the premier players in the league as far as athleticism goes and just straight-up IQ for the game. But I think maybe his ego does get ahead of him sometimes. And him, I mean, literally a quote from him early in his career within the first couple of seasons is he needed to get the rest of his team up to his level. Yeah. And that's just, I don't, I don't see how anybody could go just, out and say that. That's just Cam Newton though for you. Oh, that's, that's, and that's Cam. Like, oh, that's just Cam. Yeah. You know, that's just Cam yeah. out there jumping yeah, over people. Superman. Doing the Superman thing. But, uh, but you know, something that kind of, I've always asked myself, you think in basketball or football, like players will go up to coaches and say, Hey, I need, I need to get one more touchdown to do this. Or, if I get like I'm sh- I'm three assists shy of a triple double, do you think the coach actually cares? Or I feel like the coach is probably more worried about winning. Most of the time, the coaches are going to be more worried about winning, uh, unless it is a like a record breaking thing. Like if he's looking to like break a career record or right. like a season uh, record. But then... at that point, at that point, usually the opposing team also figures out that there's a record to be broken and they try to not let it happen, especially on them. When you get in, especially in the professional sports, uh, definitely normally that's known before the game that there's a chance that this record could be broken by this person. So I'm sure I, I don't know that that would change the opposing team's uh, views on how they're going to go about guarding. I don't think that they're like their main goal is going to be to win the game as well. Right. So I don't I don't think that they would change it as much just to try to make sure that that person doesn't get the record. But who knows? I don't know. I just think I, I'm sure that Russell Westbrook goes over there and he's got some guy on the bench that says, "Hey, uh, Russell, you got 
this many points, this many, and I'm sure they're keeping up track. You played basketball. Did you keep up with your with your stats? No, I didn't. That's that's one of the things is I, I played with some people who did, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I played against. Did it, you? it did, and I don't know because to me that's, in my opinion, in that when you get in that situation, you're worried more about yourself than you are the team and winning the game. Right. So, from a teammate standpoint, it's frustrating to see. Um, I always, I always tried to stay lost in each and every play, which is sometimes hard to do, and that's cliche because coaches. Will and tell I think you. most athletes should aim to do that because it's great. It's great to get a notification about it, but I'd re- much rather just see them out on the floor, you know, enjoying oh, yeah. the game, yeah. enjoying whatever they're doing out on the field. And uh, talking about enjoying what people did out in the field, there's a crazy week in college football. Did you catch any of the games from this past weekend? Yeah, they were nuts. I watched. I was really looking forward to. The Miami Notre Dame game, yeah, we got obviously. Auburn manhandled number one Georgia. That for, was wild. Forty to seventeen. That was really wild. Uh, Oklahoma TCU is supposed to be a match, a good matchup, and Oklahoma Man. rolled over him. Mayfield 38, thirty-eight to twenty. Yeah, Mayfield is. He might have the Heisman wrapped up. I think so. I mean, once once uh, Barkley from Penn State dropped off mm-hmm. um, after their losses, and it's funny because. Uh, people, whenever they're trying to decide what the, who who's going to win the Heisman, I feel like it does. They do counter in uh, it, whether the team's winning or not, because you look right. at. Of course, I'm a Lamar, I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. I'm a Louisville fan. <laughs> He's putting up numbers just like he did last year. Just the team's not doing as well, and it definitely so. plays a role in it because I think most people look at the Heisman as a most valuable player, mm-hmm. and. I don't know that really it's supposed to. I I mean, obviously, if you put up numbers like that to be a candidate for the Heisman Trophy, you're going to be in a situation where you're helping your team come out with yeah. more wins than maybe they would otherwise. But uh, as you as you were saying earlier, Miami just embarrassed Notre Dame. That was supposed to be that was the college game day game, and uh, Miami goes out and beats them forty one to eight. It wasn't ever a game. It seemed like no, it wasn't from the very get go. And I mean. Notre Dame's starting quarterback missed that first throw. The mm-hmm. very first throw was a shot at the end zone, and he completely overthrew him. Within the next quarter or so, he overthrew two or three more guys, and threw a couple picks. They take him out. I mean, he was definitely scared. You could see it in his eyes. But uh, Which, that's a big-time game. I mean, when the lights, huge, lights are on, that's when people are supposed to be performing huge. at their best. Huge, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, because you had the opportunity. Auburn was number one. Uh, Notre Dame, I think, was number three, right? Or was Notre it? Dame was three. And then you had Alabama at two. Georgia was one. Yeah. But what you I, said Auburn. You said Auburn? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. George, <laughs> Georgia was one. Auburn played like they were number one, though. That's, yeah. what, that's what I was hinting at right there. Oh, yeah. And uh, so you had, the, you had the opportunity for the top three teams to go down because Alabama was, was uh, playing Mississippi State, and they escaped uh, David Wade, David, Davis Wade Stadium 31-24 because, you know, of course they did. Right. Oh, yeah. No, that – I didn't really ever see them losing that game, even when they were down. I think it was twenty-one fourteen. Yeah, and it was it was twenty-four all, I think. And Alabama yeah. was going to kick it. They kicked a field goal you to go it, up. Didn't yeah, two minutes left. What is? Why can't they, Alabama? Papanastos, better pizza. <laughs> Papanastos. Papanastos is their kicker, and he hit it. He hit it right up against the. Uh, it's not the crossbar, but the. And so you get, Alabama gives Mississippi State back the ball with two minutes left. And any other team, you're like, oh, my gosh. Miss, Mississippi State's, State's going to win this game. They have two minutes to drive down the field. No. And, of course, they didn't no. because they're playing Alabama. They go three and out. 
Give it right back to Alabama, and Alabama comes down and scores a touchdown. Yeah, scores a touchdown on a play where nobody thought that they were going to throw the ball, and yeah. they did and scored on it. Which is, I think there's a beauty in coaching whenever, you know, you run a play action, and, like, everybody's like, oh, he's got to run this. And I think and that's something that when you've got players like Nick Saban has got, I don't think that you are forced to do anything in any situation. I think you've got the caliber of players to where you can do stuff that people think there's no way you're going to do it. Alabama always seems to come out on top, and you know the the latest college football ranking has Alabama at one, Clemson at two, Miami at three, and then Oklahoma rounds it out at four. So, uh, you have any disagreements there? No, not really. I mean, those sound pretty pretty sound. The way that Auburn played, obviously, I would think that they jumped up there. Um, Georgia, well, yeah, you go ahead. Georgia's still at. Uh, six or seven, I think. Yeah, that uh, the two loss team, maybe. Georgia, Georgia's got one loss. Oh really? Yeah, oh, yeah Georgia's right. only got one loss because that yeah, was their first. Yeah, they got smoked. Yeah, they got smoked. And Notre Dame dropped all the way down to eight or nine, I believe. Mm-hmm. But uh, first four, I think, are sound. I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you my college football ranking. Go for if it. If you're ready for it. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's hard to argue against Alabama. I've got them at one. Yeah. No um, doubt. Oklahoma's. I put in at two. Because I feel like they, you know, all year they've they've proved themselves week in and week out. Uh, Miami, of course, did beat Notre Dame, but I'm starting to think that Notre Dame's maybe not as good as everybody thought they were. Have you ever noticed that every year it seems like Notre Dame's up there, and then I think Notre Dame is overrated every year. Mm-hmm. I think Brian Kelly has been there about three or four seasons too long. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but but then I, I bring Miami in at three because I think I mean to go to go to. Uh, which it was a home game, but right. to show out like that in a primetime game is is a oh, it's definitely convincing. the 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 uh, turnover chain is is the turnover real. chain is is something else. And do you think do you think that actually affects the you think players are out there playing oh playing most their butts definitely off just to wear no, this plastic chain? Because here's the thing they <laughs> they have recognized these these are twenty twenty one year old kids uh-huh. they have recognized that this turnover chain has gotten has put them in the spotlight and if they continue to succeed and if that defense continues to create turnovers and get to put this on i mean you see every time they get to put it on they run over to the back bench and they put it on they stand up and Uh all the teammates huddle around so So you know they they know i think that they probably play even harder other teams are probably catching up to that and they're gonna i saw like a turnover plank or something. oh yeah well, well, Tennessee had uh, Tennessee started it this year <laughs> with the garbage can, which is just ironic because they are trash. Yeah, how they're bad. How fitting is it for, <laughs> for a trash can just to be in the background of Tennessee football this year? Oh, finally but, uh, got rid of Butch, man. <laughs> yeah, fi- hashtag fire Butch when they did so. Uh, but yeah, so I've got Alabama, Oklahoma, Miami, and then here we go. Number four, Wisconsin. You've got Wisconsin up there in I've front got of Wisconsin Clemson. At four, yeah. That I mean, makes sense. How, I mean, do, how do you? They're undefeated. They've won every single game convincingly, and I understand that they're not against the best opponents. Right, their it, conference is not as strong. But if you but if you look at their games, it's not like they're squeaking by, you know. Right. Whatever I can, whatever team they're playing. I can see that. And they've got a real test coming up this next weekend against Michigan, so I might be eating my words here in a couple days. But um, you know, I just think that Wisconsin deserves a spot in there, and we'll we'll see how long that lasts. I guess until until this weekend. And then, you know, I've got Clemson looking in at, at number five. Yeah. I think Clemson, you know, Davo Sweeney's got to be one of the best college coaches in the game. Uh, looking, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the the football rankings right now. I didn't realize that Auburn had two losses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who two? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, 
See, I, I was just sitting here thinking. Players. I was I was thinking that after the way that they beat Georgia, they were ranked tenth in their win. Yeah, it wouldn't have surprised me, or wouldn't have hurt my feelings to see them jump up in to maybe the fourth spot with Clemson behind them in Wisconsin at six. Oh, for sure. But seeing that they have two. Uh, Losses now, I can I can understand why. Which of course, there's a long way to go with the college football rankings. So uh, everything right now is just kind of like, oh, who's the best right now? But there's still right. games to play. There's going to be teams uh, that play each other, like Miami and Clemson have to play each other before the they'll, final college. They'll football play each other in the in the uh, ACC, ACC championship. Yeah. So so you've got teams that'll be playing each other. You never know what's going to happen with the rest of the the college football season. It can always be crazy on Saturdays. So right, uh, we'll we'll see how it ends up at the end of the year. Now, without further ado, the best part of the show. So now, of course, we're going to move down uh, to the the funny story that we do every week. Uh, I don't know. if Have you heard about this? No, I this haven't. Is, this is a pretty, I've been waiting for you. This is a pretty experience. interesting story. Uh, piglets that were saved from a uh, farm fire, they, they gave back to the community. If you, if, I if don't you like can, the way that sounds. It, it doesn't sound great. But, all right, so there's this, there's this fire at a farm oh. in southern England, okay? The residents call the fire department requesting assistance, of course, because there's a fire and they need help. Uh, the firefighters show up, and they're able to, to save the barn. They save all the animals, including 18 piglets. That's a, so that's a great story, right? Heartwarming. Right. Yeah. Great, great ending. Because, you know, there's a fire. All these pigs could, could be fried alive, and oh. instead the, the firefighters are pulling them, you know, I don't know, one by one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how serious it was. But anyways, uh, the farmer thanked the firefighters who saved her piglets from a blazing barn in the most apt way imaginable. <laughs> Six months later, uh, Rachel Rivers, who was the owner, treated crew members at the Pusey Fire Station to a batch of sausages, <laughs> which were made, which were made from the, they were made from the very pigs that they had rescued from the fire. Isn't that something else? And I think that's that's just a beautiful that's the beauty of life because you know of course you can't you can't just keep these piglets the farmer of course is trying to make money on these pigs and of course they went through some trauma but they might have had PTSD but you know talk living it talk about a sick Disney movie that would that would not be one that you take your kids to sick twist to Charlotte's Web (laughs) that's yeah that's the Charlotte the R rated Charlotte's Web. But uh, she, Rivers told, uh, she said that she wanted to thank them, and she promised them at said time that she'd bring down the sausages, and they were all pleased about it. So, And do you think they, they might have laughed about it? Would that be something that you laughed about? Or uh, you it like, had to oh. be. It, no, you, you, it had to have at least crossed their mind that we're saving these pigs, and yeah. they're going to pay us back. <laughs> they, this, they're going to reciprocate. If you're that pig... You go through so much. <laughs> See, I can't. I, if I if I look at it, I think that that's how you end up vegan. If you look at it from the animals, vegetarians hate this story. I've I've, I've oh, read some flack, sure. and they absolutely hate this. Oh, story. Oh yeah, no, they they probably lose sleep over it. I'm sure. <laughs> but you know what? I love meat. Yeah, it's so, it's pretty good. It's oh, probably it's, my favorite thing. Yeah, food, yeah, food wise. The irony the is irony fantastic. The there, just. <laughs> Scooty call, Scooty call. How about a call to Quinn's dad's scooter? All right, so this is a segment uh, of the show where I call my my dad. His nickname Scooter. The Scooter. The Scooter, and uh, <laughs> we're just gonna ask him some questions. So, da- Dad, are you there? Yes. How are, how are you today, Dad? Wonderful. <laughs> why, do you, why do you say that? Well, it's wonderful. It's just been a pretty day. It's been nice days. It's just, it's okay. Been good. All right, I, I see that, and. Uh, 
you want to go ahead and tell everybody how you got the nickname Scooter? Um, how I got the nickname Scooter was back when I was about 48 years old. Um, of course, you were riding in the car with me at, at that time, so that was probably about oh six years ago. And yeah. I opened up, opened up the mailbox, and there happened to be a card in there about me, me renting a uh, hover round. It was yeah. a hover round, wasn't Basically, it? Yeah, an old person's type uh, <laughs> scooter type. So, and you get the, of course, I got a little upset about that because I was only 48 years old. Yeah, and you don't need you one got of those. Big, You got a big kick out of that, and you start, you start nicknaming Meek Scooter, and of course it caught. It caught all, on with, all, with about everybody. buddies, and the next thing I know, I was called Scooter. So so let me, let me ask you a question. Scooter 2020, what would be your campaign slogan if you ran for president? Uh, probably if I ran for president, uh, uh, I would probably go with um, vote for Joe, power for the people. Power for the people. Power okay. for the people. So you took kind of a serious route there. No, that's something I can get behind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I respect that. Vote for like Joe. I, I just think that's kind of a cool little slogan. Not to be confused with vote for Joe Biden. Yeah. Not the vote for Joe Biden, no, vote for Joe Eaton. Power for the <laughs> yeah, people. right. Uh, dad, does Nick Saban look like the dad that coaches his kid's baseball team, and when his kid strikes out, he takes the bat and says, watch and learn, and proceeds to miss every single ball that's thrown? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nick, I, I, I don't think Nick would be a very good little league uh, baseball coach. <laughs> First name basis with yeah. Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah. were, were people back in your day wrapped up with, with getting triple doubles and, and, and you know throwing touchdowns and stuff as much as they are now? No, back in the uh, uh, late 70s, early 80s, uh, it was all just about winning. There was no stats. It was, you know, they, we didn't have all the uh, social media stats and the immediate stuff about what right. people were doing and what kind of production. It was all about the win and loss. Simpler times. Simpler times, yes. <laughs> all right, Scooter. Does John Calipari look like your neighbor that sees that you're cutting the grass with his push mower and he purposely pulls up? to you on his riding mower and says you should try this puppy as he slaps on the metal siding well <laughs> that was a long question there about John Calipari but I, I really wouldn't want John Calipari as my neighbor probably okay yeah you're, you're a local fan but if you get on, if you get so. past that does he look like somebody that, that might uh, kind of rub it in your face that he has a push or he has a riding mower and you, you still have a push mower yes he, he would he would I think he would gloat a little bit about the <laughs> riding mower versus my push mower, yes. Yes, okay. Uh, so I'm sure you watched some college football this past weekend, Dad. Uh, is Miami for real? Um, I don't know about Miami. I mean, of course, it was a good, it was a good win. Don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, I, I think they're going to have their, you know, they got, I think, two tough road games coming up. Mm-hmm. We'll and see who Miami really is. We were talking about earlier they have to play Clemson. Who would who would you maybe take in the Miami Clemson game? Um, from you know, I saw I've seen uh, Clemson uh, personally, and I think the, if they're healthy, I think Clemson will be hard to beat. Yeah, that's true. Uh, does Rick Pitino look like the corpse of Rick Pitino? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I hate to say that, but yes, he is the corpse of Rick Pitino. It's just sad. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, it kind of is. Um, so we're talking about football. Who would you pick to to be in your national championship game? Probably my national championship game. I'm gonna go with Alabama, of course. Yeah, that's... and then I'm I'm probably gonna say 
if Oklahoma is probably going to be um, probably in there, I'm just guessing that uh, with Baker Mayfield being a senior and he's uh, definitely uh, you know the top Heisman candidate, I think he'll be uh, lead his team to the national championship game, and I think that they might even pull it off. And yeah. Alabama's kind of beat up, and they've had a lot of injuries. So you, I would, you think Oklahoma could? I would. I would lean towards Oklahoma. Wow, now that's a hot take. That is a hot take. You heard it here first. <laughs> that's right. All right, Scooter. Does Joe Biden look like the guy at the salad bar that accidentally drops a piece of salad in one of the dressings, looks around to see if anyone saw it, and then briskly returns to their table? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's him, man. You got him pegged. We got an oh yeah from Scooter. Oh so yeah. I feel like it's a pretty good. Well, Dad, thank you for uh, your insight. It's always wonderful, and uh, well, it's really good to talk to you guys. All right, so you take it easy, and uh, we'll see how this segment goes. And if people like it, we'll we'll maybe do it again one day. <laughs> okay. Well, if they want me back, I'll be happy to help participate in the next podcast. Okay. All right. All right. See you, Dad. Alright, see ya. So of course that was uh my dad, we call him Scooter. The Scooter. He did he did have some hot takes there. He had a couple of Oklahoma over Alabama. And uh, of course the, the does look like does whoever look like things are supposed to be kind of jokes and he took the Rick Patino one a little serious. <laughs> yeah, I think he was hurt. It was by a sore it. <laughs> it was a sore spot, I guess. The wound's still open with my dad. He's um, a big global fan like I am. Uh, so I apologize to him for, for doing that to him. I guess it was a little too soon. <laughs> too, yeah, definitely too soon. But anyways, that wraps up uh, episode two of All You Need to Know. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday uh, same time. So uh, this is Quinn Eaton. DJ Pig. This has been All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. Join us next week and continue to care about our opinions. Until next time.